0: is The Lover and the Fighter Podcast with Josh Cohen and Dean Thomas. It is indeed The Lover and the Fighter Podcast, Episode 2. Can you believe we get to do this for a second time? Nope, who greenlit this? <laughs> it was a bad idea. It was a terrible and idea. I know about to suffer accordingly. As you might imagine, I am the lover for the equation as in brother love, Josh Cohen, old nickname, and that would be the fighter, the MMA UFC pioneer and legend that is Dean Thomas. You're a busy guy these days. You're coming right from a satellite radio show, doing this podcast right before our daily terrestrial ESPN South Florida radio show. Television, the star of Dana White looking for a fight. You said you're the real star. You don't know why his name's yeah, up first. Yeah, they need to change that. It might have to be Dane Thomas and Matt Serra looking for fights. Dana's also with us. Yeah, he comes along sometimes. sometimes. He sometimes does the things that we do. Sometimes, he like Tyler Perry, get that yeah, name up yeah, front. Yeah. Of course, Dean's Diaries on UFC Media. And now you're also doing the pre and post fights with ESPN and the UFC. And in fight analyses. In fight analysis and also the weigh-in shows. Oh, with Damon and uh and those guys? With uh with D Daniel Corbett. Oh, you said, oh, you said weigh-ins, weigh-in. Uh, no, yeah, the weigh ins I, so, so, I yeah, assume not you mean Keenan Ivory. Yeah, not Keen and Ivory and, and uh, Marlon. Damon and Marlon and the white <laughs> yeah, yeah. chicks. Yeah. Not doing that. <laughs> no. All right, so here's how this podcast works. Normally we'll do fifteen. If not, we'll do twenty-five, being if there is a big championship card in line. And this week there's not. We look ahead to UFC Fight Night rodriguez Waterson, let's get started dean thomas uh it has been an interesting couple of weeks in mma and in ufc and in bellator we were excited for you all romero and anthony rumble johnson it gets canceled how disappointed how disappointed are you and uh, what do you expect will happen with this kind of Kong versus Godzilla matchup? We were all looking forward to with extreme violence. Well, I mean, this is a terrible blow
1: to Bellator's brand because, like, that was the one fight yeah. that kind of set them apart and kind of and everybody really started paying attention to it because, I mean, you're talking about two of the most devastating strikers in the history of MMA, Rumble Johnson and Yoel Romero, just very devastating fighters, and they were about to fight each other. Now it's canceled, so it almost makes you just look at Bellator and go.
0: Man, I don't even want to watch. Really? I don't want to watch any of it. They just got this new deal with Showtime. Yeah, Showtime's used this exclusively to drive new subscribers. Tried for free for one month, $4.99 a month with the code. Um, and, and now this fight just, just gone. It's gone. And like that was the fight I was looking forward to more right. than any other fight for like the whole year.
1: What do you expect? Is it going to happen? Is it going no, to ever happen? It's never gonna happen. Never gonna happen. I don't happen. think it's gonna happen. Wow. I mean, a lot will have to happen for this fight to happen. I mean, this because they're in a tournament, so Anthony Rumble Johnson has to either lose or lose one fight and then bring then they bring Yoel in, or he's gonna have to win the whole tournament and then they bring Yoel in. But I mean, it's so far fetched for this fight to happen.
0: And that's the problem with the tournament format. Yeah. You can't hold up and wait on something like this. The show must go on.
1: Yeah, and like Yoel's not getting any younger. Like no one knows how old he
0: is like nobody room, knows no
1: one like, he's he's like his birth certificate and your birth certificate are in the same
0: place like no one has ever seen him <laughs> at an orphanage somewhere yeah. in uh, it, Santo Domingo yeah <laughs> where nobody knows how old we truly are yeah I, I wonder how old uh Yoel Romero thinks he is because most people that we don't know their age they know their age uh-huh. he may not know his actual age. I don't think so either because they've been saying he's 42 for like 10 years um, I saw a Social Security card, and it said 24. Yeah. <laughs> so most people have, you know, like three digits, yeah. and then two digits, and then four digits. You're right. His, His just, just said, said 24. It just said two, four. Yeah. So, so no he, one knows how old he is. I mean, you got to be a couple hundred years old. <laughs> right? Social Security has been around for a while. All right. Let's move on to another fight that is not happening. Boy, we'll talk about fights that are happening at some point. Nate Diaz, Leon Edwards gets moved back from next weekend To the middle of June. Uh, What do we know about the Diaz injury and this delay? And does this actually help the June card more than the postponement hurts this one for Houston? See, the problem
1: with the Diaz brothers and their role in MMA is no one knows much about them. Like, they're very private people. So, no one knows what this injury is. No one knows. Like, we don't even know if it is an injury. Like, it could be anything. But they're saying it's an injury. So, I guess we have to take their word for it. And I think it favors Nate in a way because he was about to get beat up in two weeks, so at least he gets to prolong that for for a month.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: but I mean, I, I don't think it really favors either card. I think it favors, yeah. I think it hurts this card more than it favors the hurts other card. It, it hurts this one more than it will help June. For sure, because yeah. like I was really looking forward to that fight on this card. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just truly made sense. But the card in June is pretty stacked.
0: Remember when Nate beat Connor and Dana went on with Scott Van Pelt, who was still doing radio, our brother at ESPN? And uh, Scott said, well, what's next here for Nate? And Dana said, dude, he just made several million dollars. We may never see him again. <laughs> he wasn't sure. Yeah. He goes, forget about fighting. <laughs> we, we may yeah. never just see him again.
1: That's true. Yeah. Like these guys, like the Diaz brothers, I mean, they're – they're special in their own way. Yeah. And they do what they want. They say what they want. They do what they want. And they're able to get away with it because they're Let's, they're the Diaz brothers. Remember
0: so that time in Vegas, the World MMA Awards, you were nominated for Coach of the Year. John Kavanaugh somehow got the entire island of Ireland. Yes, and so uh, they defeated you by two votes. You should have <laughs> won that award that year. That was the year that you had Amanda as champion, Tyron as champion, yeah. and a couple of other big wins. And uh, one of the Diaz brothers, not Nate or Nick, uh, took a liking to me. And was like, yo, take my number. Give yeah. me your number. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and he was using like terminology you're not supposed to use. Yep. Uh, at least not he or me. Maybe you are. <laughs> and he's like, my bleep. And I was like, yo. And uh, he said, let's get to yo, Let's hang out. Let's hang out. And as soon as he walked away, you said to me, you better not go out with them. You're going to wind up in a fight or in jail or both. Yep. And And I was serious <laughs> about that because like.
1: Them dudes are always getting in trouble. Like, they just take no crap from nobody. Yeah. So, like, no matter where they're at, they're almost always getting into a fight. Yeah. So, I was just trying to look out for you.
0: All right. So, this fight moves back to the middle of June, and uh, early edge, you give Leon Edwards here.
1: Yeah. I mean, Leon, or late edge. Yeah, like yeah, either late, way. E- either way. I mean, Leon Edwards is on a different level right now, and we saw that against his fight against Bala Muhammad. Like, we, we were curious as to know how he would come out, right. and he just... He was destroying Bilal Muhammad until the eye poke.
0: Right now, he's he's where he says he was, and he's where he wants to be. Right now, he's on that level where he's elite.
1: Yeah, he's on that elite
0: level. And, he, I mean, depending on how he looks against Nate Diaz,
1: like I'm almost putting him as a, a true viable contender wow. for Usman. Oh, wow. <laughs>
0: That's saying quite a bit. Speaking of saying quite a bit, listen to what Diego Sanchez had to say on Sirius XM Fight Nation. Quote, I'm fearful for my mother bleeping life. I'm fearful that this company, this billion dollar company monopoly worldwide is going to come after me. Something might happen to me in two years. Maybe in a couple of years. Maybe I wreck my truck. Maybe I oh Diego overdosed some suicide bleep. I don't know, but I would not put anything past this level of evil that is within this corporation. End quote. That's Diego Sanchez on SiriusXM Fight Nation talking about being released or his departure from the UFC. When you hear this quote, you immediately think what? Do we have to be careful? And, Josh, we talk about it all the time. So, like, initially
1: most people are going to hear that quote and and say, oh, man, he's crazy. And laugh. And laugh, right. We have to be careful not to laugh because this is a serious illness that this man is dealing with and he needs to get help right away. And this is why I rode my bike. Across the state of Florida. And explain that for the listeners, I rode, I rode my bike across the state of Florida for the charity. On of, New Year's well, Day. On New Year's Day for the charity of... Uh Oh, Jesus. <laughs> the, heads up? Uh, yeah, the heads up heads up guys foundation. Is, is there irony There's Are you forgetting yes. the name of the charity <laughs> yeah. involving mental health or right.
0: at least cognitive <laughs> skill? Yes. So uh, it oh, was Heads, heads
1: Up Guy the Heads Up Guys Foundation, which specializes in the health of men's of men's health. Mm-hmm. and Mental health. Mental health. Right. And this is something that's very serious and Diego Sanchez is just you know, this is a clear example of a of a young man who needs help after his post-fight career. So I hope he gets the help he needs, and we don't take what he's saying. Uh, and yeah. I think it's a kind of an irresponsible thing to say.
0: You and I are big proponents of mental health and awareness of mental health. People often say, oh, you know, that chick, she's bipolar. Mm-hmm. Or they go, she's crazy, and they do the little crazy symbol. Well, you wouldn't say that if she had cancer right. or leukemia. You wouldn't say that. So we don't treat mental illnesses like we do physical illnesses. And this is the stigma that causes guys, tough guys or regular everyday guys, tough girls, regular, everyday girls to not seek help. Exactly. Um, The strongest thing you can do is ask for help. And Diego Sanchez, there has been warning signs along the way that he suffers from mental illness. There's lots of folks in sports that have mental illness. Kevin Love disclosed his, he plays in the NBA every single night or so it seems, Um. Lots of individuals now are realizing that it's okay to admit your mental health issues, but you got to go and work on them. Diego Sanchez shows indicators of certainly mental illness. There's a little bit of paranoid schizophrenia here. There could be borderline personality disorder here. It's not funny. It's not something to poke and laugh at and joke and, oh my God, he's got these delusions of grandeur. What you want is to provide support for people like him because something might happen someday and you'll realize, boy. We we didn't take that seriously. Yeah, and, th- and that's exactly what's going to happen. Is it like like what he's saying is dangerous? He's saying, what he's saying is
1: dangerous to himself, and it's also dangerous to the organization. Of course it is, and it's irresponsible in a way, yep. in a very strong way. Of course it is. So I think he, we need to be careful, and we need and somebody needs to maybe reach out to him and see if they can help him because well, this is this is dangerous.
0: You know, we're not neurologists. We mm-hmm. both have appointments to see them here in the near future. You and I have both suffered multiple concussions. Obviously, my cognitive is not what it used to be. Um, My recall, lots of things in areas in which I suffer. You do wonder if this is because of a mental illness or this is concussion and blow related. This is traumatic head injury related. That's not for us to decide, but certainly if it is, it's something the UFC would probably, like the NFL, not really want to bring to light.
1: Yeah, they don't want to bring it to light, but I mean... Obviously, in my in my experience, I found that most fighters in MMA have issues going into MMA, which mm-hmm. is probably why they do it in the first place.
0: That's the cause for the effect. Right. The mental issues was what causes them to want to lock themselves in a cage with another individual and try and render each other unconscious. Render each other unconscious for the enjoyment of others.
1: So, it, like, to me, there's
0: something about that. And then...
1: You, Getting concussed over and over and over again and taking damage and punishment to your body and your head doesn't help the situation. So this is something that needs to be taken very
0: seriously, and Diego Sanchez needs to get help. Indeed. Last Saturday, Yuri Prohaska, nasty, spinning elbow, knockout. Dominic Reyes, we referenced, he's had ups and downs over the last couple of years. Uh, Dominic Reyes, boy, he's been... I mean, he beat John Jones, didn't get the decision. He's had a bad run here. He's lost these fights. What does this victory, however, for Yuri mean for the light heavyweight division? I mean, I think it's great for the division because they needed him. With most
1: of the talented light heavyweights going over to Bellator, the UFC needed another star, especially making it hard for... John Jones making it hard for him to deal with him going up to heavyweight. The light heavyweight division in the UFC didn't look very good. But now they got this guy... Who, I know his name is very difficult to say. Not the first name. Yeah, the, yeah
0: Yuri. The first name you can chant in arenas. Yes, right. Yuri. Yuri. He's got the genie haircut. Yeah. He says he wants to buy expensive cars and crash them. Yeah. He says he likes flashy things and lots of women around. He's a star. And he's flashy. He's, he's He makes
1: big movements when he fights. He's easy for people to relate to. I think he's exactly what the UFC wanted, which is I think they want him to win the title.
0: He's a superstar in the making. Yes. And he's marketable accordingly. Yes. All right. Let us continue because this Saturday night, it is... UFC Fight Night, Rodriguez and Watterson, and that will be on ESPN and ESPN, plus 12 fights on the card, it's all filled in, yesterday morning there were two fights that were filled in, and yet here we go, the UFC works quick, gets (laughs) it done, got it done, real quick, let's look at a couple of these, let's begin with Amanda Hibas, who you know well from your days at American Top Team, she's minus 180, versus Angela Hill, your girl, you just did some television with her. Um, she's very likable. Regardless. Yeah, they both are yeah. very likable. Very, you both see, of them, yeah, you hope this is a draw. Yeah, you yeah, because you want both of them to win. You hate to see them both like lose. You want like, you one want, of them lose. You want nobody to get hurt. And yeah. It to be a draw because you like them both personally. Yes. All right. So what do you like here?
1: I like in the three round fight. I like I like uh, Angela Hill. Really? I, yeah, I really do. I the think. Dog. Yeah, I like the dog here because I think she's talented. She's a bit underrated, and I think they're. You know, I think that she's getting better each time. And that's what I always look for. Are they getting better each time? Mm-hmm. And she gets better each time she fights. She just had a problem with actually, like, pulling off the win. But I think she gets it done here.
0: And for Hebas, doesn't she enter off of a loss? Yeah, she's coming in off a loss. She so, just got knocked out by and, the uh, one of the females in the main event. Yeah, and she's not accustomed to this. So this could be a psychological yes. situation in which that she's not exactly confident. Absolutely. All right, let's look at Neil Magny and Jeff Neal. Welterweight division, Neil minus 190 favorite. Dean Thomas. Uh, Jeff Neal's a minus one ninety favorite. Yeah, that's yeah, that's about what it should be. I mean, he's got a lot of firepower.
1: I don't think Neil Magny is going to be able to stack up to that. He's long and rangy, but he's
0: not the best athlete, and he's going. It's going to be hard for him to get out of the way of the punches of Jeff Neal. Stay welterweight, Cowboy Cerrone minus one sixty, and Alex Morano late, obviously uh, addition or indoor replacement in this one.
1: Well, Alex is going to be game. He's a tough guy. He moves around a lot. He's got some decent strikes. But I think Cowboy fights these type of fighters really good. Ones that he can kind of big brother. And I feel like he's the big brother of Alex Murano. And I think he's
0: going to just kind of big brother and toss him around. For uh, Cowboy Cerrone, this will be his 417th fight in the UFC. (laughs) And his 647th fight overall. Yeah. Uh, And finally, the main event of the evening. Or as your boy Bruce Buffer says, the main event of the evening. And that is Mariano Rodriguez minus 210. Marina, excuse me, Rodriguez minus 210. And the Karate Hottie. Michelle Watterson, who always seems to be fighting this, of course, at the flyweight division. You you know, Michelle Watterson always stacks up well against most
1: competitors, but she doesn't she hasn't fought anybody with the firepower that Marina Rodriguez Mm. has. She's got knockout power. She knocked out Amanda Hebas. And I think that she's going to be a little bit too much for the karate hottie to handle. I think that stylistically she doesn't match up well.
0: I think it's going to be too much for her. Going chalk here yeah. with a Brazilian. Yeah, That's Dean Thomas. He would be fighter. I'm JC. Josh Cohen is in Brother Love. Part of this, subscribe to the podcast, download, tell your friends and your people, Um, and maybe we'll come back and do a, a third episode. Hopefully hopefully we'll get a chance to do that. Yeah. For Dean Thomas, Josh Cohen, say thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time for another edition of The Lover and the Fighter, the podcast.